thoughts. And I was very in my ego when I was manifesting like everything. And I wasn't manifesting from a place of surrender at that point either and trust, right? So it wasn't the core of what my being wanted. At this very moment, you're entering the vortex of Mystic Podcast. to another episode of Mystic Podcast. It's Daniela. So excited to be here with you and I have an amazing guest conversation today that you, I think you are going to love. But before I get into that, I wanted to share with you something personal that is moving through. So I've started to realize that even though I shared so much on social media, even though I shared all the things that I've gone through and all the things that have got me to where I am today, there is still a part of me that I don't dare to share on social media and I'm still trying to figure it out (laughs) what that is and, and the areas that I don't yet show. And I was having this conversation with my mentor and she was talking about how sometimes we show the things that we love about ourselves and it's not that it's not about not show, showing the things that we don't like about ourselves. It's understanding how we curate our life. Like understanding what are the parts that we show and what are the parts that we don't and kind of digging into the the understanding of why is it that we don't show certain areas of our lives. And because at the end of the day, we as a person have so much to who we are. So it's not just emotionally and energetically what we go through, but also the everyday life of being a human, of being a a person that is moving through the life. So what I really wanted to share with you is my exploration into trying to share more or not even trying, sharing more with you of my everyday life, of what it looks like to, to have a life that I like have the life that I do and do what I do and support my own energy and support my relationship with my partner and support our life together at the same time as running this business and and holding the energy and the transformation for so many women that come into my world and men as well so it's going to be really interesting to start to show a little bit more into what my daily life looks like into the, par- the parts that perhaps I haven't shown and not necessarily because they're not in alignment to to who I am and to what my brand is about but because I I keep it I keep it for me so it's gonna be a nice integration and I'm also saying it out loud like this so that I keep myself accountable into letting you into my life more into letting you see who I really am into letting you know who is behind this brand because even though I'm really open with the people that get to be in my energy if you come on a program with me if you come into one of my master classes if you come to work with me privately you get to really see who I am and you get to understand the depths of my human and my spirit but I also believe that there is a part of me that I could still share with you so that you get to see who I am you get to see beyond you know the person that I that I am when I lead the person that I am when I guide the channel the the leader the mentor behind that there is a human and I'm ready to share more with that more about that with you so that's going to be a really interesting interesting way of moving because last night it was really interesting. I was taking my own courses. Um, I have this course that's called Return to Wholeness and it's a meditation course. And to be honest, this course and the energy embedded in this course is one of the most powerful things that I've ever done. And I take myself through it every time I feel like I need to connect back. I feel like I need maintenance. I feel like I need a nourishment energetically um, and, and physical. So I was moving through that meditation the first meditation in the program and I started to understand that I see myself as a student just as you are like when I channel things I channel things that I that are new to me I channel things that I my human mind would not think about so when I channel my programs when I channel the things for my clients I am learning and I literally take myself through all my programs because what I channel it's also for me. And I've started to realize that every time I write, and this is something that also my mentor pointed out to me, is that every time I write as 
you, like every time I say you, every time I refer to you from a, from when I'm guiding you into my words, when I say you, I include myself in that you. I include myself as a student. I include myself in all the lessons and all the teachings and all the things that I share with you. So I just see myself as this instrument that it's open to divine guidance to come through. And then I, I become the voice of those lessons and of those guidance and all of that. But at the end of the day, I'm a human behind behind the lesson, you know, catching up with the lessons and moving through the lessons and doing the work. And, and really what I share, I am the evidence of, of what I share and I am the, the student of what I share. So I wanted to share that with you because I am not perfect. I am not, um, I am not, um, yeah, perfect, I guess, in everything that I do. I'm not above anybody. I don't consider myself enlightened and I don't consider myself an expert. It's more that I, I do the work. I show up. I do my best. I clean my energy. I nourish my energy. I move through my programs. I move through my lessons and I do my absolute best. So I am a student before I am anything else and I just wanted to share that with you because I want you to understand that there is always a human behind every teacher. There is always a human behind every mentor. There is always a human that is catching up with the soul, that is catching up with these higher frequencies and higher lessons and that just gets to be so beautiful. That just gets to be so beautiful. So anyway... Moving on from all of that, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to introduce you to our guest. So Emily Whiteside is one of my private clients and we met through my mentor actually and she came into my world and ever since she came into my world, we've covered so many amazing things. Her life has changed so much. I've seen her transformation. I've seen the depth of her work just getting more and more and more extraordinary. And it's a total pleasure to to bring her in the podcast because I think she's an extraordinary woman. She has so many codes and so many things to, to share with us that are expanding. What I really, really admired about her is her ability to be relatable, like when she talks, you just feel like you're talking to a friend. You just feel like you, you, you're connected, you're seen, you're heard, and she understands what you're saying. So basically, she, she guides women to elevate into their next level of income, impact, and confidence. And Emily's work helps create transformational shifts in the mind, body, and soul through a spirituality and using the power of manifestation. She combines energy, mindset, strategy, and alignment of the truth to manifest the life and business of your dreams. She's a wonderful, wonderful person, an amazing, amazing, amazing human. And I can't wait for you to tap into our conversation. So here we go. I'm so excited to be here talking to you. I'm so excited to be here as well. I can't wait. And I mean, I know you um, now for a little while, but I'm just really interested and curious about like the part that I don't know about you, which is the, the before, right? Like, you know, you are a business coach and an intuitive and a psychic and all the beautiful things. And there's so much shift happening for you right now that I want to know like how all of this came into your life in terms of your business and the intuitive part of you, all of it. So how is it that it all started for you in terms of the intuitive side of things and wanting to create something for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always been very sensitive, like as a child, like extremely sensitive. I was afraid of everything, but um, with that came me, I believe blocking my gifts through um, being very insecure as a child and being very like extremely shy, feeling like I I wasn't didn't fit in with anybody. So I, as I you know grew up and went to high school and college, um, I suffered with eating disorders. I couldn't stand the normalness of society. Like I didn't like the fact that I had to go to college and I had to go get a job. And I remember when I was in my first job being like, I just 
want to retire. Like I can't wait until I can retire. And I just thought that was so sad. Like I didn't understand why we had to go to work and why work had to be something that we, that wasn't fun. That was like mundane. And I remember my parents being so stressed out on Sunday nights because they had to go to work and I fell into that. So I, went to college to become a veterinarian. And that's something I worked for my entire life. I thought I was going to for sure be a veterinarian (laughs) and I love animals so much. I'm so, I just love animals. They bring me so much peace, but um, a month before I was supposed to leave for vet school, I got in um, to the school that I applied to and I was not feeling it. And it was the first time I really listened to my intuition. Like I knew it was there. I like heard this voice, like you're not, we cannot do this. And I had my, I've had visions since I was little, but I had this really strong vision that they showed me of me having a dog and being at the vet office, but I wasn't the vet. And so they were just trying to show me that this is not your path. This is not where we're supposed to go. So I did the scary thing told my parents, I lost, um, you know, money with the flights, the, the boarding, the things like that, that I had already paid for and put deposits on. And my parents are very supportive of that. But now I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I graduated from college, um, worked my entire life to be a veterinarian, did all the internships, took all the prereqs for that. And now I was not going. So I had this really, this few years of my life that I felt so lost. And I think that's when my spiritual journey really started to begin was now I have a blank canvas. I have a fresh slate and I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, but I was able to really start creating a life that I, I desired. And four years before I actually started my business, I had the idea of starting a business. So it took me four years of um, not being good enough, not feeling like I was ready, needing to have all the credentials. So I went and got a master's degree because I needed more credentials and everything and eventually started my business in fitness coaching. And I think that's where my spiritual journey, like I really started consciously beginning my spiritual path, my spiritual journey. And I called it my personal development journey at first because I wanted to learn how to make money online. I wanted to learn how to get out of imposter syndrome. Um, I wanted to learn how to just show up as like who I truly was. So that's really where things started to shift. And I, I first started, the first thing I've ever manifested was the body of my dreams but through ease and flow, because previous to that, the body of my dreams came with sacrificing foods. It came with um, extensive hours in the gym, eating disorders in the past. So I decided I was going to get in the best shape of my life, but this time it was going to be so easy. And I did that. And I started talking about that on my journey of having um, a business and people began to follow that journey. And eventually I I came into what I'm doing now. I just think along my path of growth and allowing myself to peel back the layers and the layers are always there, right? (laughs) The layers are something I'm still uncovering, but um, peeling back the layers, I was able to fully see my gifts as an intuitive, as a psychic. It wasn't something that I feel was just, it, I think we're all born with gifts, but it wasn't something that I was really aware of until I peeled back the layers and started to do the work and started to open up and become the core of who I was. So that's a little bit of my journey. Now I'm I'm doing spiritual work, business type of business energetics coaching, and I live the life of my dreams, but it wasn't an easy road all of the time. And it's so interesting when you're talking about just going back a little bit of, you know, the reaction of your parents of like, I'm not going to do this, even though I've been working for it. And this is what I thought I really wanted to do. And all of a sudden, I changed my mind. 
did you discuss with them that you just heard your intuition and that you knew that that was not the right place? Or how was that conversation for them to be understanding of, of what was going on with you? Yeah, I, I just voiced that I just don't feel right about it. I don't think I called it my intuition at the time because I, I didn't quite understand intuition on that level yet. So I think it was just me voicing. I just have this deep knowing, this deep understanding. I'm not supposed to do this. And I don't want to go to a school or I don't want to go into something that I'm not 100% confident about. And my parents are very understanding in that regard, or we're very understanding for that specifically. They've been very supportive over my journey. But um, so it wasn't, I have this strong intuition pull, but it was like, I have this deep knowing. I just, I don't, and I was so afraid. I remember being, I was shaking on the phone because I remember the day that I got the letter that I got in and my mom was crying and my dad was so proud. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to just ruin everything. I'm going to ruin their world. I'm going to ruin their expectation of me. But gracefully, they just, and very compassionately, they were like, we're proud of you. We're proud of you for feeling this and knowing this and trusting it. And that felt really, really good. The, you know, pre the next couple years did not feel good. <laughs> of like, what am I going to do with my life? But I found it. I found it. So that's all. And it's, it's so interesting that, you know, once we don't have the language for the things that we're following and on top of not even having the language of like, I know my intuition is talking to me. I know higher source is talking to me on top of that. We have no idea where the heck is it that we're going. That makes it even more scary because it's like, if the intuition were to talk to us and would have said, Hey, Emily, this is not where you're going. Instead, this is what you're going to do. And these are the steps for you to get there. It would have been so much easier, right? But that's just not the way it goes. Yeah, right. I I used to wish. Now I realize that every part of my journey was for me. But I remember those years of not knowing what I was doing with my life. And even the years of building my business and not having things go the way that I wanted them to go. It was... I wished, I just wished I had the answers. And now looking back, I'm like grateful for the journey and grateful because I learned so much. And it was truly like the person I became from those really hard years of not having money and not knowing what I was going to do with my life really forced me into deepening. Because if it came easy, I wouldn't have gone so deep in my spirituality. I know I wouldn't have gone so deep, at least not in those years. Um, So I wouldn't have uncovered my gifts. I wouldn't have uncovered my true purpose if the money was just there as soon as I started my business or, you know, the dream job was just there. So I'm grateful for those years. And that is so interesting because this is kind of bringing me back to our one-on-one session yesterday when, so for those of you listening, um, I've been working with Emily for a little while now, I think it's over a month and a half. We've been working on her gifts and her deepening of her ability to hold a space for people, to channel for people, to really allow her full sacredness of her gifts that she's here to to share with people to come through. So um, it's been an honor to hold that space for you, my dear. And it's so interesting because yesterday during our session, I was, as I was channeling for you, there is this entity at the end of our session that came through and it was an entity that comes from, in a way, very high dimensions. And they were talking, it's not like you ask any questions. It's not like I asked any questions. It's that they came through with a very beautiful message that I think it's like coming to exactly what you're saying now. And it was interesting because for you, you didn't, you didn't really understood the message right there. But I think it all comes together, especially now, because what they were trying to say was that we, we create our own obstacles, we create our own challenges, because we create them in order to get to see what we're made of to really get to see what we can do out of nothing what we can do out of not knowing where we're going to go, but then trusting and then things working out even better. So it's so interesting that you're pretty much saying that that, you know, at some point, you wish that those challenges were in there that at some point, you you were like, Oh, but why does it have to be this hard? And what does it have to be this complicated? But to remember, and this is for everybody listening too, to remember that 
as as our soul contract when we come into this life we decided that there were certain situations that we were meant to move through in order to become all that we're able to become so that's super interesting that it's kind of tidying up is that making more sense for you now yeah, absolutely. It, it really does. That hits home now that I, I have to go back and listen be, now because, you know, the, yeah, yesterday was just, it was a day needed of, of goddess day. I couldn't really soak in the information, but, um, and sometimes I, I just don't understand the, the things until it plays out in my life. So I'm excited to go back and listen now, but yes, that makes total sense. I, But even on that, even on that, it's like when things are happening in real time, we cannot see the bigger picture. And we like, we're so hard towards ourselves because it's like, oh, but I want this to be gone. And I don't understand why this is happening to me. And it's like, we're trying to understand the meaning and the lesson and all these things while we're literally in real time feeling the heavy thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, what if we give ourselves a little bit of grace in the knowing that eventually we will understand, eventually everything will make sense, that eventually we'll get to understand and realize, wow, thank you for this. Yeah. My biggest lesson on this earth, or I shouldn't even say it's one of the the things that I've really moved into that I'm so grateful for, because knowing me you know, back then I'm just a completely different person. Like not that I'm a different person, but I'm just deeper in my layers and the core of who I am, not what society has trained me to be, or my parents have trained me to be. And something that I have really embodied is the trust and the surrender. And I think that was the hardest part of my journey because I would see visions or I would see things unfolding. Like I knew it was possible for me to have, you know, money and to work from home and to be in a really empowering relationship or okay single. I knew all of these things, but I couldn't trust that it was actually there for me. Like it was actually going to happen. And so a lot of my path on this journey was anxiety and stress and breakdowns. And it was all of this, I call it like the, the drama show of manifesting (laughs) my desires because every time I would, um, it was like money was my story with money was something I relate to a lot because I really transformed my money story. And it was something I've always struggled with. And I remember every month I would man, I desire to manifest money in my business. And I was so broke and I just needed money just to live by, to buy groceries, to pay my rent, things like that. And I would have this drama show, this like temper tantrum, and I would make it really, really hard. And then the money would come, but I would have to go through the depths of those extremely low moments in order to feel like I could receive the money. So it happened every month. I complained to everybody. I stressed to everybody that I was broke and eventually (laughs) the money would come when I needed it. And I realized that the money is coming, always comes to us in the path of least resistance. And my least resistance was throwing this dramatic show before receiving. So I, when I began to trust and surrender and really work with that, really work with the root chakra, I realized that I don't have to have that story anymore. I don't have to have that big dramatic show in order to manifest the money. I can manifest all of my, my desires through flow and ease. And I did eventually, you know, I worked into that. It wasn't something that happened overnight, but I think that the path to all of our desires, because we can have anything we desire, every single thing that we want, we can have, and we can have it all, but we have to learn how to trust and surrender to it. Because the moment we start getting anxiety over it, the path is just harder. And the universe wants us to have this path of flow and ease so leaning into that as opposed to the temper tantrum is going to get you further and it's going to come a lot faster. 
That's so interesting because talking about this, you know, masculine paradigm in which, you know, you work more, so you you think you will earn more, you um, go through hardships, so then you feel like you're, you're, you deserve to be rewarded for that pain, you deserve to be rewarded because you were anxious, and it was really hard, and things were really tough for you. And it's so interesting as we're shifting into this new paradigm of more balance, empowered masculine and feminine both of them and especially for you because I think the way we do one thing when we unlock one thing that it is that it's our one of our main areas in our lives that we're here to heal and we're here to liberate ourselves from for example for you one of them was money but once you start to liberate that it also shifts into some other areas of your life as well and you start to notice oh in other areas of my life I can also relax and lean in and find this ease and this flow because one of the things that I want for us for you to share with us is you were telling me the other day that you went through your diaries uh, of old uh, years ago when you started your business and you had this very goal like masculine goals and you know this big desires to make this amount of money and to have this amount of clients and now when you have that I want to hear the experience of listening back to your own words and kind of moving through that and understanding what does it feel like to be now where you're at now? Yeah, I was, I looked back at my old journals. I just think that is so cool to do. I I don't know, I should do it more often, but I just felt guided to pick up two journals. And one was when I started my business. And one was when I was just starting a relationship with one of my exes. And the journal, when I started my business, my desires were 20,000 followers on Instagram, 70,000 subscribers on the podcast that I hadn't released yet. So it was something (laughs) that I knew I wanted to do. And then $20,000 months and a Ford truck. I'm like, I don't know why I wanted a Ford truck so bad. And so it's funny because now I'm, I've surpassed the $20,000 months, but I haven't had the 20,000 follower Instagram followers or the 70,000 subscribers on my podcast. And it's not something I even look at anymore. Right. So in the past, I was so tied that if I had all of these numbers, that means wealth, that means power if I have high numbers, right? So it was very ego-based and I was very in my ego when I was manifesting like everything. And I wasn't manifesting from a place of surrender at that point either and trust, right? So it wasn't the core of what my being wanted. My being didn't desire $20,000 months or 20,000 followers on Instagram. My being really craved passion and freedom and bliss and pleasure. And so I I couldn't understand that at the time. And I manifested through ego that the only way I was going to be able to have $20,000 months is if I have the credentials to show that, right? I have to prove it. And now looking back, like I don't have those numbers. I don't even look at those numbers. I don't know how many followers I have, honestly, or anything like that. And the money, I don't even necessarily look at either. The money just flows to me. It's just ease. But what I focus on now is pleasure and being in the feminine, something that, you know, we've worked on together really deeply is being in the feminine and learning how to receive and things like that. But, you know, now that I have those things, it's not, it's funny because I had this moment of, having the money, having everything that I ever wanted back then. Like if I had my life back then, I would have been like, I've made it right. I've made it. And now it's like, I desire so much more that has nothing to do with numbers or nothing to do with physical things. It's more of an expression of my being. And I want to have more adventure. I want to have less routine and structure. So that's something that I've really been focused on and working and moving in into is traveling and making sure my days are just not the same. Like I don't want to wake up and be in my office. It was, I got to the point where I was making money 
And I realized, wow, every day is the same. Like I wake up, I go to the gym, I start my day at this time. I take client calls from this time to this time and I'm doing the same thing. I'm working in my office. So I started to really transform my days and lean into pleasure more and lean into my sacral. And I feel like that's what I'm working toward now, but being at the place of what I've always desired, (laughs) it's just seems so much easier than I thought it would be back then. Like back then I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be so different. Like I'm going to, you know, 20,000 followers and 70,000 subscribers. And like, I'm going to be this like big name. And it's like, no, I'm not this big name. And that's okay with me. I don't need to be a big name. I don't need to prove myself with numbers in order to achieve abundance. And I love the fact that my group programs, like I know everybody's name and I don't have 500 people in my programs because my passion is to really connect to people. And I really work with my private clients on a very deep level. And I know them and I know their families and I know you know, their lives. And I think that's really what I crave is connection, deep, deep connection with people. And I found that in a way where I can still have abundance. It's so interesting because, you know, as you're talking, it's it's the understanding of like the difference from, from before when you had these goals and when you thought that that was going to bring you something that you didn't have at the moment, it was more like working towards something that you did not see within yourself yet. So when I have this, I'm going to be somebody that I'm not today versus now, as I see you speaking, it's more like from being all that I desire to be more gets to come easily and effortlessly and just gets to move through me. So it's this understanding of like how sometimes we, we have these goals towards, or we have these goals from a place of abundance from a place of fullness and from a place of wholeness. So that's super, super, super beautiful. And one of the other things, I mean, this whole story is just so beautiful to understand what we really desire at the end of the day, which is a feeling. It's not necessarily the thing, which would be really nice when we receive it, but to understand that it's, it's just a way of feeling that we're seeking. And on that understanding of it's a way of feeling that we're seeking, I want us to share about this movement from this masculine energy, because I know that before you used to have a lot of business coaching and a lot of strategy and your business looked a little bit different. And now we're working together, to transform it and to really shift it into something that's just taking place naturally. But if you can share a little bit about that shift from this masculine um paradigm in all areas of your life into a shift to the feminine, more empowered. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that in my nature, I am very feminine in my nature. Like I've always felt that I have this like softness, this gentleness, this ease, but because I was brought up in a very masculine centered family in a masculine centered society And, you know, school is a very masculine energy, like you have to get the best grades and you have to get a good job. Like everything is like the more that I do, the more that people see me. Right. So the more that I'm in extracurricular activities at school, the more my parents are proud of me and happy. And so I just got into this space of constantly having to do, do, do. So when I started my business being in a very masculine energy, not really who I was, but what I was brought up to believe, everything was just, it was a constant to-do list. I have to do all these things. I have to achieve all these goals. And if I'm not achieving the goals, then I'm not worthy and I'm not good enough. So that put a lot of pressure too on clients when they would come into my space. It was this pressure of like, I have to follow all the diet perfectly. And if I'm not following the diet perfectly, then I'm a failure. And I began to see that in my, in my life is like the, the way that I work with clients was putting this pressure on them where I didn't want to live a life of pressure. I don't want to feel like I have to be on a diet 
and be perfect on a diet. And I feel like my clients don't want that either. And so I started like having this awareness of it and I started to shift things in a superficial layer from, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. So I started to shift my approach in fitness. So my business began to shift. And of course we have all of the layers that come with that. So then I started to, you know, just recently, I guess in the last couple of years, um, you know, with business coaching, I think I was business coaching in 2019. So um, I started to go from this place of needing to hit numbers and needing like everything was numbers based. Like if I'm making the money, I'm worthy. People see me, but if I'm not making the money, I feel unworthy. I feel like a bad coach. I feel like I'm, you know, never going to make it. So it was a very like up and down that I was in because I was so driven by this masculine energy of needing to prove myself. So then I started to just shift into more of the being as we spoke about. And in 2020, it's really where I lean back a lot. And I'm still, we're working on very deep layers of leaning back, but I began to lean back in 2020 of this is no longer what I desire. Like I'm, I'm sick. I felt like I was in a rat race. Like I'm sick of competing with people. I felt like I was constantly competing with other women that I didn't even know. I was in this rat race that was never ending. And so in 2020, I decided because the, the pandemic had hit, there was literally nowhere to go. There was nothing to buy. There was nothing to do. And I realized that during this time, I want to reinvent myself. I want to really lean back and just be, I want to become the core of who I am. And that's really where the journey started. And that's when, of course, the money started to come in with ease. It wasn't this up and down with money anymore. It was this consistent growth pattern with money, with clients, with my business. Um, And at the end of it, it was nothing that I was trying to prove or anybody I was trying to be. It was who I truly was. And I just showed up with authenticity and integrity to the absolute extreme. Like I, everything I talked about, I had embodied and everything I shared, it was fully something that I had moved into. It was no longer trying to prove to people that I was good enough or trying to prove to people that I hit a 10K month or a 5K month. It was like that stuff didn't matter anymore. And instead it was just the energy of celebration. And when I did celebrate money, it was to purely celebrate, not to brag, not to prove. So now the work that we've been doing, it's just been a a deep level. Like I can't even explain it really. I can't put it into words because it's such a, a deep level of, me finding the, the embodied pleasure and the embodied Mm -hmm. feminine and just everything that I do having intention behind it. And I'm not there yet. I'm not, it's not every single thing I do yet. Like when I'm doing laundry, it's like, I I haven't embodied that yet. Right. So I'm still (laughs) learning. I think we're, we're still moving. We still move. And some days, you know, I feel a little bit off and other days I feel like this ecstasy and this bliss, like I've never felt before. Um, so we're constantly moving, we're constantly growing and, and diving deeper. And that's definitely the work that I'm doing with you, just you holding the space for me and the work I do with other people. It's like, it allows me to to be all of me. I am just... I love so much that you can even feel the passion of what you do in your words and the intention behind so doing something that is changing you in in the best possible way and then it's changing everybody around you in the best possible way because I think what we go back to a lot within our own within our coaching is you know the idea that what you really want to do is to have a impact in yourself and on others that creates love and creates a space and creates pleasure and creates freedom and as we talked about liberation so it's so beautiful to witness that and in the you know I think for everybody listening to it's understanding that like you don't need to be perfect in order for things to be working for you like as you were saying last year 
you know, it's not like you had already leaned back completely. You were just starting to move into that space, but already things started to shift so quickly for you. So, because I think that sometimes we tend to hear stories of other people and then think that, oh, until I'm there, then things are going to work for me. But the understanding is like, no, we can shift things today little by little and it can be big big shifts or small shifts but we have we don't need to be perfect and we will never be perfect in whatever that we're doing but we always have the space to lean more into the things that we want to see more of yeah so i i remember you know our first conversation is so clear because it was just so beautiful when you came in and in our first session together was Okay, so I really want to because you've been channeling and you've been doing your intuitive work and your in your work with your guides at the time, and your desire back then again was was in in somehow in a masculine way wanting something feminine, which was interesting. But I remember you so clearly saying, "Okay, I want to develop." And I, I'm telling you, everybody listening is probably gonna feel related to this way of approaching it, which was, okay, I want to really channel more easily. I want to go deeper. I want a bigger space for people. So what do I need to do in order to develop this, uh, <laughs> this ability of mine? So what would you, what would you say to that Emily right now that knowing that so many people are in the same place with this goal of, okay, I want to be a psychic. I want to channel. I want to be an intuitive. What do I do? What yeah. would you say to that? I'd say first, you're, <laughs> you're trying to do a very feminine thing and a masculine energy. You're never going to get there, right? Like there's no, there's no how to, there's no <laughs> to do. And I really feel that strongly, like, especially when we, we work with channeling, like it is such a being and such a receiving energy that as soon as we go into the how to it, it really blocks it from coming. So I would say it's just, it's all about the being, just the fact that you want to deepen your abilities. Like I wanted to go deep. That was something that I started working with you because I was like, I know I can go even deeper, but I approached it with the how to, and you were like, okay, well, this isn't going to work. Right. It's really about, we open and we hold the space, <laughs> we open up that intention. And then we just see like, it comes, it comes by itself, but it's, a being it's a receiving so instead of like come to me right now and tell me what I need to know it's like allow it to just come to you instead and it happens a lot quicker when you do that that way right because you're not learning lessons Absolutely. in that sense and it's it's hard to explain because there's there's no explaining there because there's no how to. It's just like <laughs> I, I can't explain it. It's just like it just happens. It just comes to you. And I think it's all of the things. So what I wasn't doing before when I was channeling was my channeling was very I don't want to say it was very superficial, but it, I wasn't using my everyday life to learn to receive right? So I would go in during my practice in the morning and I would channel my guides. I would channel people's, my clients' guides, receive messages, and I would kind of close it out. Where now it's like, I am using this world, like they're always speaking to me in, in certain ways. And I, I use the world to navigate, like not even to try to talk to my guides. It's like, how am I being in this moment? Like, who am I being in this moment? Am I open to receive a, a deeper understanding of things or am I closed off in my ego and just following autopilot mode? So I think it's really just opening up to the understanding of life, like finding the lessons in life, being embodied in your life is important for this work. You know what I really love about this is that the fact that you cannot find words for it. <laughs> and that's the that's the point of this whole thing is that when we understand that there are not words for something, we understand that it's an experience. Yeah. And we understand and and, and the the cool thing about this whole episode is I think how we're gonna like wrap it back to the very beginning, which I usually do in my episodes, and is the understanding that just like that, how it worked for you in the channeling. 
if you come in and you say, how do I do this? I want to be psychic. I want to be a channeler and I want to deepen it today. Tell me what to do. We go into all this stress, into all this, as you were saying with your money, you were creating this drama <laughs> around this thing in order to be like, okay, well, I created that drama. I went to that. Then now give me the, the, the rewards. But instead, if we approach it from a place of I'm open, this is my intention, and I know it's an experience that is coming and it's up to me to receive that experience, kind of not even chase that experience, but to be open for that experience to move through my body and to come to me effortlessly, then it comes so fast. I mean, we're working, it's incredible how fast, you know, month and a half and, and how much deeper you're going into your channeling and how it's coming to you as a lifestyle now. And I want, I want everybody to listen that is listening right now to mirror that in any other areas of your life. When you have this goal, that is, I want this amount of money, I want this house, I want this thing, whatever, and understand that instead of asking in how, because right now you can't fathom how that's going to happen for you, instead, can you be open to receiving that experience, to receiving what it really feels to be the person that gets to have that money, gets to have the house, gets to whatever it is, have that relationship, and then allow that eventually, and you're not even know, you're not even going to know how it happened. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, I cannot tell you like what we I can I literally cannot tell you what we did together the last month and a half that we've been working together because it's almost like untangible. Yeah, and it could, because everybody's journey is different, and I think too, it's like the same thing happened with me when I started like really shifting into like quantum leaping um, with money. It's like how how do I how did I do it like? I didn't do anything. Like nothing changed. I had yeah. last February, I had a $900 month. And then after that, I started hitting five figure months. Like it didn't make sense. Like it was just like from here to here. Yeah. What did I do? I don't know that I still don't have words for that. But what I know that I was an embodied similar, same thing with channeling on a deeper level was I embodied just a deeper understanding. Like I embodied myself. I embodied confidence. I embodied, I don't even know. <laughs> I received, yes. I received. <laughs> received. It's such a beautiful thing. And it's not that we're sitting on the couch, not doing anything. Like you are actively working with me. You are actively intending to deepen your ability to hold the space for people. And then the house, the little things, I mean, with We've moved energy, we've healed energy, we've done our sessions, we've done our deep conversations, you've heard the channelings. So it's not like we're sitting back in the couch, not doing anything. That's, I think that's a misunderstanding. Yeah, I'm definitely not sitting on the, the couch, not doing anything. I, <laughs> I, but everything that I do, especially now, it's such, it's so much deeper now, but everything that I do is like, really embodied by the feminine. So when I am, you know, taking a client call, which is like a masculine energy, it's, I'm not just sitting there and like taking the call. I set my scene, I pick a comfy place, or maybe I'll even go to like somewhere outside of my house. And I, I pick a specific spot to have the call for when I channel. And I, I, I'm very intentional about how I work and I make sure it feels good. Like I don't want to just cross off a to-do list really fast so then I can sit yeah. on the couch all day. My work is my life. It's like, it's an extension of who I am. So it's important for me that I enjoy it. And even the things that I once didn't enjoy, like the computer work, I, I have you know, a team that helps me with things I don't love, but some of the things I have to do. And even those things, I'm not just like, oh, I have to do this now. It's like, I want to go to a, a beautiful coffee shop and I'm going to have lunch and I'm going to have a cup of tea and I'm going to do this work. Like I just make sure that I make it really fun and I make it beautiful. I think that shows too in your 
sales pages or in your, your content or, you know, your live videos, anything you do, like it shows, it shows if you cared about it. And if you were there, mm-hmm. if you were having fun with it, or if you were just trying to slap something on, you know, Facebook really quick. So the intentionality that I have been able to step into, especially this year, has been amazing. It's been so beautiful. And it's it helps me remember my days because I remember, you know, not remembering, like I couldn't remember what happened yesterday because everything just blended. And I wanted to begin to live a life where every day was magical, like where every day I was like something different happened today that I can like look back on a memory in and I have a picture of it or I have just a memory of something that happened. It forces you to go out of autopilot mode too and really start activating all of your senses. And it's beautiful when we can step into that. I love that. Yeah. The idea of like activating all your senses to really be present, to really Mm -hmm. be with life because that's what it's all about. To, to be present in the receiving of life at every single moment, at every single second. Thank you so much, Emily. You are such a light, such an amazing soul. I am, I just, I love you so much. And I am so, so happy for us and our work together. And it's an honor to hold that space for you. And thank you so much for being in the podcast, for sharing your story with us. Anybody that's listening, please go and check her out. Give her some love. Emily, tell us where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful for you and for your work and for you holding space for me and also having me on this beautiful podcast episode. Um, On Instagram, I am at Emily Ann Whiteside. And then I have a podcast called The Light Leader Collective. And I also have a free community on Facebook where I host free trainings, free psychic readings, things like that. And it's called the Light Leader Society. Wonderful. That's amazing. Um, so there you go. There's so many ways to tune into Emily. And I love the name of your podcast, by the way. I don't think I've ever heard it. And it's such a powerful name. I love it. Um, but then again, thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for all of you, every single one of you listening to this conversation. I know that you know this because you've been listening probably to the Mystic Podcast, but I want to say it again and again and again. I love you. I appreciate your presence. You matter. You are incredible. And I will see you very soon. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.